Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, 17th of November, and the stock market is back up and running after its glitch yesterday. We don't need to go into all that. But a few comments in the press saying Australia looks like a banana republic. If the ASX can't keep the stock exchange open, ASIC having a look at whether they've broken in any of their legal obligations. Unfortunately, the tech heads have fixed the thing. I was hoping for a week off, but not to be. Good night overnight. Dow up 471. Although the futures were only up four, but having missed out on trade yesterday, this morning we were up 46. Of course, the news overnight is, well, actually, it couldn't get any better for someone who is fully invested and invested in recovery stocks. The news overnight is, of course, the Moderna vaccine is not 90% effective or 92% effective as the Russian vaccine is, but 94.5% effective. And all the things you might expect to happen from vaccine optimism happened. Most importantly, the market went up. Dow Jones, S&P 500 and Russell 2000 index, which is a much wider index in the US. The S&P 500 has obviously only got 500 stocks in it. Russell 2000, much wider index, all at record highs on the vaccine news. And the vaccine news is, as I say, Moderna 94% effective, 94.5% effective vaccine, but also stable at standard refrigerator temperatures for 30 days, which is also up from a previous estimate of seven days. And of course, Pfizer's vaccine, Pfizer was down 3.5% overnight, whilst Moderna was up 10.1%. But Pfizer's vaccine needs to be kept at minus 70, which obviously creates all sorts of logistical problems. I've got a chart of Moderna in the newsletter today. It's up from $20 in March to $98 in the US. And there's talk that Australia could have a vaccine by year end. On the back of all that, apart from the record highs, you've got Morgan Stanley, which has written a bit of research in the US, not an Australian piece of research, US saying that there is a V-shaped recovery and a very favorable backdrop for equities. They recommend being overweight equities versus cash and bonds. And they're also predicting a weaker US dollar, which means a higher Aussie dollar. And they say volatility is set to decline. Can these lines get any better for us? They say this global recovery is sustainable, synchronous and supported by policy following much of the normal post-recession playbook. Keep the faith. Oh, goodness, they're getting faithful. Keep the faith. Trust the recovery, they say. And they have a target price of 3,900 on the S&P 500 by the end of next year, which is only up 7.6% from here. Although I do treat with savage skepticism some of those broker strategists who think that they can predict the level of a stock market. If you're predicting the S&P 500, he's predicting 500 share prices plus predicting the number of shares that will be on issue, multiplying them all together and coming up with a number for the end of next year. It's utter guesswork. And of course, if things change, he'll say, well, things have changed. (laughs) So my number was wrong. Anyway, bit pointless. But you get it. The brokers are getting more positive. The strategists getting more positive. JP Morgan also saying the US election result creates a bull case for the markets. Bull market, that's what we want to hear. No Trump vaccine bull market. I wrote on a white board behind me for when I'm on the ABC. I wrote this in March. It said 
four stages to this pandemic. Panic, we had that bounce, we had that reality setting in, we've had that now. And the last stage was bull market. Looks like I might have even got that right. Such is the genius of Marcus today. Anyway, the rotation net result for us is this rotation out of growth and momentum and into cyclical value recovery stocks and sectors has continued overnight. U.S. energy sector, which we have significantly invested in since the first vaccine news from Pfizer. We bought Oil Search Woodside Santos Origin, have a 10% weighting to energy, which is well above market. And we bought the Fuel, F-U-E-L, ETF, which gives exposure to major global energy companies. We put that in the ETF portfolio. Energy sector up 6.07% in the US overnight. And all our stocks up 3 plus percent. Santos 3.6, Origin 3.2, Oil Search 4.5. Warleys we hold as well, 4.9. Exactly what we wanted to see. Also, we sold gold to buy those, and all the gold stocks are down today. Resources looking okay today as well. And in the US, the airlines index, and you'll see the chart of the airlines index, uh, also up 5.3% in the US. We hold Qantas, Sydney airports, topped up on those recently, and we hold the travel stocks. Webjet, Flight Center, Qantas, Corporate Travel, all of those except Corporate Travel are up a couple of percent or so today. Happy for that. And overnight, you might have seen Netflix, eBay, Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon all down. And today you'll see our tech sector where we have some exposures. And you'll see in the strategy piece today all our holdings. We have some exposures, zero for instance. But today, APT down 3.2%, car sales down 4.2%, Next DC down 3.1%, Altium 2%, WiseTech 2%. So same thing happening here. Overvalued momentum tech taking a pause and this rotation going on into recovery sectors and out of the defensive sectors like gold and into cyclical sectors, which is why resources looking better. One other sector, I'll come to this in a minute, but uh, one other sector is looking pretty good at the moment is REITs. You've got SCG, Mervac up 4% and 3% and Unibail Redamco up 15.3%. Well, I might as well cover that whilst I'm here Unibail Redamco is French and exposed to shopping centres in the worst hit pandemic country, which of course is France. It is now a classic recovery play. It came down from $10 pre-COVID to $4.64 now, bottomed below $3. But if it got back to, there are a lot more shares on issue now, but if it, if it did get back to February levels, the share price would double from here. And also Simon Property, which is anyone who follows REITs will know, it's one of the biggest US REITs also exposed to retail malls in the US. It's the bellwether of US retail exposed REITs. And the chart is very similar to Unibail Redamco has started to come off the bottom. And again, it's a stock that was at 150 bucks before COVID, now 78. So that could double as well. But it makes the point that the retail REITs are oversold a recovery sector if a vaccine turns up. So that sector doing quite well as well. We hold a bunch of exposures in our income portfolio, including ARF, BWP, CQE, GOZ, GPT, MGR, SCG, V 
VCX and WPR in the REIT se- in the REIT sector. We got spoofed out of Unibail Redamco over their rights issue. What a shame, but that's okay. We also hold a couple of REITs still in the growth portfolio, notably SCG. Actually, that's the only one, having sold Unibail Redamco. Right, moving on from REITs, as I say, airline sector up, travel stocks up today. US interest rates going up. Have a look at the chart in the strategy piece. That's a sign of improving economic optimism. It's also raising some mild inflation concerns, but it's a little bit early to be worrying about inflation yet. And in another bit of bull market data, the CFTC, which reports on the futures market in the US, says equity speculators are trimming net short positions or did so significantly last week, and fund managers are raising net long positions. Anyway, more bull market stuff. So, summary of positives, vaccine optimism, removal of election uncertainty, a new Asian trade block, the RCEP, which may mellow the Australia-China relations, the FOMC offering further accommodation, policy accommodation if required, U.S. stimulus bill is still on the cards. U.S. results season has seen 92% of third quarter results now. 84% beat expectations. Case numbers in Europe are plateauing. Chinese economic numbers were better than expected, industrial production. China's injected $120 billion worth of liquidity into the financial system. Trump has dropped some of his legal claims with his campaign administration saying he's coming to terms with losing poor child. And the RBA governor, Philip Lowe, spoke yesterday and he warned businesses about becoming overly cautious, saying Australia's on the road to recovery. And the biggest threat was a lack of risk taking by the business and consumer community. In other words, be confident in the recovery. Central banks talking up the recovery. It's what we want to see. He also said inflation was unlikely to be a risk for some time. Pretty obvious. Not so great news overnight. U.S. has seen more than a million cases diagnosed in the last week. Without a vaccine, the U.S. is looking at a double dip recession, but it looks like we have got a vaccine. Individual states in the U.S. continuing to impose containment measures. Michigan and Washington imposing new restrictions on Sunday. This South Australian cluster is being over-sensationalised, in my opinion, in the Australian media. All the chicken states have closed their borders to South Australia, not Victoria or New South Wales, as far as I know. German governments considering new restrictions. Japan declaring another state of emergency. South Korea saying it's at a critical crossroads. All the virus news is bad in the Northern Hemisphere. Of course, in Australia, we don't have that. We can happily or more happily rely on an economic recovery without disturbance from new lockdowns and containment measures, except on a rather localised scale. The US is saying they're not going to go into a or Biden. I think running into the election, Trump was saying that Biden, if they if you vote for Biden, then they're going to impose the Democrats going to impose a national lockdown. It was a bit of a scare tactic. Anyway, Biden's saying that they're not considering that or rather his administration, his coronavirus advisors are recommending local level management of measures to slow the spread rather than any national imposition of lockdown. They're also focusing on vaccine distribution plans. He's saying the US fiscal fiscal stimulus bill still had a good chance and he was encouraging Congress to come together to pass it. 
and you talked about the transition delays, that is the Trump handover not happening, are embarrassing for the US, but not debilitating for the new administration. Anyway, a good day for us today, positioned as we are for vaccine optimism. We're fully invested. I think that decision's appropriate and is made. So it's a question of whether we're in the right stocks, and we feel we are. We're invested in cyclical growth, recovery, value, and you can see all our ideas in the portfolios published in the strategy piece today. And we're also in CSL. You might have noticed CSL, under a deal with the government, are going to build an $800 million new production facility, underwritten by the government, who have agreed to buy 10 years worth of influenza vaccines, which would be produced at that production facility. And CSL is saying the state of the state of the art site could be repurposed to produce a pandemic vaccine if required in the future. So look at the chart of the CSL price. That's our biggest holding. Let's see how much CSL we've got. We've got 9.92% of the growth portfolio in CSL. And that chart is looking good. Other quick things. I haven't worked out what childcare companies are doing, but I see in the Sydney Morning Herald there's an article about tax deductibility or the government introducing tax deductibility for childcare fees. That would have to boost that sector. Tesla's going into the S&P 500. That was announced after hours in the US and it's popped 8%. Bodes well for the US market tonight. Auction clearance rates at the weekend, well up on last year. Housing market's clearly coming back. That's a positive theme. And that's about that. We've got a few technical observations today. ASX 200 chart, no reason to doubt the rally, still going for the moment. Similar sort of thing on the S&P 500. It's top of the trading range. Will it break out or fade away? And then we've got a few buy signals. Unibail, Redamco, Event Hospitality, Austal, and a sell signal on Village Roadshow, which had a good run, seems to be coming off the top. Right, as I leave you, our market up 25. I think when I started speaking, it was up 12, up 25. And the Dow futures down 60 at some point, as I think some strategists were quick to say after the Pfizer vaccine popped the market. Some strategists will once again be quick to say that the market will price in the vaccine fairly quickly. And I'm entirely sure that once we've done that, we are going to go back into a round of daily debate about how quickly the vaccine's coming, how quickly the economic recovery is coming and reacting to every economic number as it tells a story of the trajectory of economic recovery. But I think for longer term investors, the world has materially changed, as I wrote in the weekend email, materially changed in the last couple of weeks for the better and in the right stocks. There is a lot of money to be made from these levels particularly in Australia and particularly in recovery sectors in Australia. So happy with the foundations that are being built now for a more predictable longer term bull market with the adults back in charge in the US, some progress on trade and a lot of oversold stocks in our market to take advantage of. It's all looking pretty good. Long may it continue, and if it doesn't, we will be here making decisions every morning as usual. You have a fabulous day. I'll speak to you tomorrow.